Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. On the uh, case that we were talking about in the last hour, uh, a listener says uh, the law has to be changed to allow identification. Uh, Well, as a a regulated and licensed broadcaster, we absolutely have to obey the law and that is the current position. Now, COVID figures continue to fall, but uh, there's some worried that this may be slowing. There's also been some progress with regards to schools reopening and slightly more positive news on vaccines and Live 95's Ronan Moyles has been watching all of this over the months of uh, COVID and uh, he is uh, in the studio next door. Good morning to you, Ronan. Um, probably didn't think you'd still be doing it um, all these months later, but that's that's where we're at, as they say. We'll um, still be doing it for another while as well, I think. Yes, yes, unfortunately. Can you start briefly with the latest Limerick figures? Yeah, sure. So uh, just go through these quickly. So uh, 47 new COVID cases reported yesterday evening in Limerick. Uh, that's a drop on yesterday's or the sorry, the day before's figure, excuse me, of 84. Uh, the 14-day incident rate of the virus is now uh, 458.7. Now, yesterday's uh, number was the lowest since December the 29th. Uh, the incidence rate remains below the national average. We've had 897 new COVID cases in Limerick in the last fortnight. And just in terms of hospitals then, uh, 77 in UHL with confirmed cases of COVID last night, including 31 in ICU. Now, numbers going in the right direction, but there was a word of warning from the chief medical officer. Yeah, um, the CMO warning that while there has been a lot of improvement um, over the last number of weeks, there is now concern that that is slowing down. So Dr. Tony Holohan appealed to people to take care in in any setting where they come into contact with others, especially he was stressing uh, workplaces and retail settings uh, last night. It comes on a day yesterday where there was 1,067 uh, new cases confirmed. Um, now the total stands um, or the number of people who've died um, in Ireland uh, now stands at 3,317 because there was 10 further deaths uh, reported yesterday. Hospital numbers still coming down and uh, again while Tony Holland said we're experiencing uh, improvements, there seems to be a, a somewhat of a plateauing of uh, those numbers now. Um, that may be slightly explained, Joe, by the fact that they're back um, you know, t- uh, testing close contacts once again, that stopped for a number of weeks because obviously the sheer numbers of people um, who were getting the virus that they just couldn't keep up and trace the close contacts. So the numbers are now kind of um, staying at, at quite the same level because they're going back through the close contacts. However, Professor Philip Nolan said he doesn't believe that that accounts um, for uh, the full rate of plateauing we are seeing. So obviously uh, they're taking a looking at that. But the, the, the encouraging sign as well is that there's uh, no sign um, in the number of close contacts people are as rising at the moment. So that is positive news. Okay, okay. Let's just briefly hear from uh, the man himself, uh, the Chief Medical Officer, Tony Holohan. Uh, we have a lot of work to do as a country at this point in time to get to levels of infection uh, that, that make everything we do across society as safe as it could possibly be. Uh, we're at a five-day average now of in around twelve to 1,300 cases a day. We're highlighting to you that we think that we see the reductions that we've seen, very impressive ones over the course of January uh, on, on, on the part of the, um, the um, of the public and the efforts that, that have been made. This is still a very high level of infection. I mean, 1,300 cases a day, if you put that in the context of where we, this, is, this is higher than the, just above the peak in the absolute number that, that we saw the largest number of um, the largest 
large number of cases we had in a single day at the peak back in, in October. So it's a very, very high level of infection. Uh, and we need to continue to drive down um, uh, that level of transmission. And to the extent that we don't do that, it becomes a risk to the various things that we, we want to see and to move on to being be in a position to recommend uh, uh, re- reopening of. Right, the Chief Medical Officer there. We're chatting to Live 95's Ronan Moyles about all of this. Uh, Michael O'Leary of uh, Ryanair, never a man afraid to express an opinion, expressed one very strongly uh, yesterday, extremely critical of uh, Neffet um, and uh, their approach and suggesting uh, that uh, with vaccine rollout uh, we would see uh, flights around Europe, including on holidays, opening up in maybe June uh, or July. But... Uh, Ronan, uh, a warning from the chief medical officer not to expect to be going on summer holidays from Ireland. No, he uh, was asked directly about Michael O'Leary's comments and he said in kind of, he's, he's a different character from Michael O'Leary, I think he can safely say, Dr. <laughs> Holden. Um, he said he uh, very much respected uh, Michael O'Leary and everything he's achieved, but he said people should not uh, expect to be going on summer holidays Um that it's not realistic and non-essential travel should be avoided for the foreseeable future. Professor Nolan then saying uh, the more we can do uh, to minimise imported contacts, the better. Um, He did say people's lives will start to get better, but that idea of millions of us flying off to Spain and Portugal and wherever else, he said, is unrealistic at the moment during the summer. It's very hot in those places anyway. Um, Oh, no, you wouldn't want to be going there. uh, Interestingly, um, some evidence that symptoms of COVID might be changing. Yeah, this is an interesting one. I I think we've heard, I saw some reports a couple of weeks ago on this, and I've kind of heard anecdotally as well. Um, Dr. Siobhan de Vrien, she's a consultant uh, psychiatrist and HSE um, integrated lead. Um, She said that they were seeing a lot more people with sinusitis uh, being diagnosed with COVID-19 and also that happening in in the absence of um, a temperature, which obviously we had heard that fever was one of the main um, kind of signs that you may have this. Um, But the things with sinuses weren't really mentioned up until now. But uh, speaking at the briefing, um, she said GP's threshold for, for referring COVID cases is now anything respiratory. Um, or a temperature and a cough. So that's a, that's an interesting change and will be a bit of a pain because people, a lot of people I know, suffer with sinus problems for, you know, various allergic reactions or even hay fever as we come into the summer months can all manifest similarly to sinusitis. So, you know, that that's going to be a, a quite um, a challenge for doctors and, and could be an inconvenience for a lot of people. Right, well, I'll certainly be on the antihistamines early in the yeah. morning to, because uh, <laughs> I have that problem as well. And uh, Ronan, what's the latest then on the vaccine rollout? Yeah, sure. So, uh, just some latest figures, um, the 150,500 first doses of the vaccine have been administered in relation to second doses, 49,300. That gives a total of just short of 200,000, 199,800 with some uh, doses administered. Now, uh, the National Immunisation Advisory Committee uh, has recommended that the AstraZeneca vaccine can be an option for people over the age of 65. There was a panel of German doctors, you remember uh, last week, um, saying that they wouldn't be recommending that but we're allowing that here and I think the EU is allowing that as well uh, just in terms of the AstraZeneca, AstraZeneca situation um, obviously all the controversy over that last week, they'll now deliver 9 million doses of COVID-19 to the European Union in the first quarter making a total of 40 million for that period and they'll, they'll start those deliveries one week earlier than expected um, Ireland is likely to get around 99,000 of those 9 million additional doses um, the state makes up about 1.1% of the EU's population, so that's why we're getting that proportion of them. 
Um, that w- is an increase on what we thought we were going to get, I suppose, early last week. Um, but it does mean now that we'll only get around 400,000 of the 600,000 doses here in Ireland uh, that we were initially promised. Right. Now, some more positive news about schools for some parents and children. Yeah, so special schools will now reopen, um, all going well on Thursday, the 11th of February, and classes in mainstream schools for people with special or pupils with special needs will resume on Monday, the 22nd of October. That agreement was reached yesterday evening by the well, 22nd depart- of February. Oh, God, excuse me, my, my apologies. 22nd of February. Uh, that agreement. You just said the hard crossways and an awful lot of parents yeah, and children there. Uh, and they've had enough of that over the last few weeks, <laughs> so I, 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 I apologise for that. 22nd of February, to be clear, uh, that agreement was reached um, yesterday evening by the Department of Education and FORSA and, uh, and the INTO trade unions and in a statement those unions said the resumption will commence with partial reopening of special schools there'll be a maximum of 50% of pupils attending on alternate days and I suppose uh, the rest of the school going population and their parents will have to watch out uh, for, for more negotiations over the uh, over the weeks to come and, and to find out when they'll be getting back. Right. And finally and briefly Ronan, Gardaí seem to be upping the ante when it comes to fines for breaking restrictions. Yeah so more than 2,100 fines have been issued by Gardaí at checkpoints uh, for breaches of travel restrictions now. Now, over the weekend, um, they intervened in a number of house parties. Unfortunately, um, one or some of them were here also in Cork, Tipperary, Sligo, Dublin, Galway, right across the country as, um, as well. Um, more than 150 fines issued for people either organising or attending house parties. And Gardaí, some of them, house parties had up to 30 people at them. So you'd wonder why people um, continue to do that. Right, so the house parties here, not here at Live 95, but in, no. in, <laughs> some, somewhere in Limerick there were house parties where the Gardaí had to um, had to intervene. Unfortunately, and, yeah. and unfortunately, Annie totally are we surprised by that not really because we're getting calls and texts and whatsapp messages here um, about that as well well listen thank you very much for that comprehensive update and some very good news in the middle of all of that in the uh, tough battle that continues against uh, COVID-19 we appreciate your time uh, this morning that is Live 95's Ronan Moyles Call Limerick Today now on 461995.